Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the Futures Focus podcast, courtesy of Prospects1500.com. I'm your host, Alex Sanchez. Join me after a week off, Mr. David Gasper. David, did you enjoy your week off? I did, man. I did. It was uh, a little bit refreshing, you know, just just getting a little chance to rest the vocal cords, you know, a little bit. (laughs) Well, we got something coming up this weekend. That is the much-anticipated Brewers and Braves series. Mm. Are you nervous? No, not at all. <laughs> I uh, I think we need to do a friendly online uh, public bet here. So I don't oh. know exactly what. Maybe uh, if we had a big audience, you know, they could write in and tell us. But I don't think many people are writing in yet. We're not quite there. One day. But... <laughs> what do you what do you think we uh, the other person has to give a one minute speech on why the other team is better why they won the series something like that I'll take if the Brewers win the series I want you to give a one minute speech on why Corbin Burns will win the National League Cy Young this year okay and if I uh, and if the Braves win let's that's why Acuna is going to win the MVP how about that all right sounds good. Yeah, Acuna scared me, though, when the, everybody's throwing at him and breaking Scared him. everybody. I got very scared, very scared. If Corbin Burns hits him, I'm going to be angry. Corbin Burns isn't pitching in that series. Uh, oh, he, he's slated to pitch that. in the, uh, the Cardinal series, uh, him and Jack Flaherty, uh, when he comes off the IL here. So that's when he's slated to pitch. So you get to face the lovely group of Adrian Hauser, uh, flamethrower Brett Anderson, and Freddie Peralta. I like our chances, then. I like our bet. It's going to be yeah, good. You, you miss Woodruff and Burns. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, anyway, this isn't necessarily a Brewers Braves podcast as much as we <laughs> might want it to be. This is a, a Prospects 1500 podcast. And boy, do we have prospects to talk about. We have minor league baseball games that have officially counted. We have finally, loads, finally we have loads of statistics that... Uh, we can go over. Uh, granted, they're only a week in terms of games played, but still, that is better than we've had for a year and a half, two years now. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to go over the news and notes per usual, but we're going to fly through that so we can get to as many prospects as we can. We're going to talk about prospects getting off to blazing starts, prospects that are disappointing us, prospects that are maybe uh, due for a big breakout season. I don't know. We'll go all over as many as we can get to. Uh, within the time that doesn't, you know, take your entire day away from you. So, uh, Dave, let's go over the news and notes, though. We do have a couple of things to go over. First of all was uh, Daniel Lynch. Mentioned mm. him last week that he was going to make his debut. Uh, it did not go too well. He gave up eight runs and seven hits over two-thirds of an inning to the White Sox. Oopsies. Um yeah. It's just uh, I, I'm very high on Lynch. I mentioned I, I think he's going to be probably one of the better Royals pitching prospects that come up. I think him and Lacey are the two elite ones. But this was not a good debut. Um, still high on Lynch, or I actually don't know if you were ever very high on him. Yeah, I, I still like Lynch. You know, I was high on him enough that uh, in my uh, ESPN redraft league, I picked him up as soon as I heard he was uh, getting getting called up for his debut. I'm like, oh, I need, I could use another starter. I got a bunch of guys that went down, so I'll pick him up. And uh, that one backfired a little bit. Uh, so uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't entirely thrilled there. But I still think the future's bright for him. I mean, you got you know a bunch of guys that'll come in. They'll have terrible you know big league debuts, but They'll end up bouncing back and being fine. Alec Bettinger, the the Brewer, I know I'm circling back to the Brewers here, but he made his debut against the Dodgers and he went four innings and gave up like uh, 11 runs, I think it was. Like it was it was ugly. He gave up two grand slams in the first two innings and yeah, so at least it wasn't that bad for Lynch, but yeah, I, I still like Lynch. I still think he's going to be a pretty good member of that uh, Royals rotation for years to come. Yeah, me too. Um. Moving on to the uh, another team from the Central was the uh, to me it was a surprising call. I did not think we would see him this soon, but that's Trevor Larnick, uh, outfielder for the Minnesota Twins. He makes his debut. Uh, it 
does not go well, <laughs> similar to Daniel Lynch. He is over to start his career. I think he's over five, over four. But uh, where were you thinking when you heard that news uh, about him making up uh, his debut for Buxton, who got hurt? Of you know, because that's what Byron Buxton does. He t- tantalizes us and then gets hurt. So, <laughs> what were you thinking of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kalarnik. I, I like giving him the opportunity, and uh, I mean, he's going to need more opportunities than just five at bats to, you know, really kind of prove himself. And he's going to be much better, better hitter than that over his career. Um, so I mean, Larnick, there there's a lot to like with the uh, profile that, that he's got with with his power ability. Um, there there's just so much to like there, especially with a with a left-handed hitter. Um, always fun to see that power hit tool. Like he's got, he's got a really good bat. So I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets more opportunities and gets regular at bats um, and can settle in at the big league level. And he's not quite there yet. And and he's still, I mean, he's just kind of in fill in mode for Buxton, but you know, when he's able to get that everyday opportunity, um, it's going to be, I I think he's going to be really good. Who do you like? Long term, if you had to pick one, him or Kirilov? Ooh, that is tough. That is tough. I, I think I'd got to give Kirilov the edge a little bit there. Um, I, I think he'll end up. I, I think Kirilov's going to end up hitting for a higher average, um, getting on base more often uh, than Lornick. But yeah, they're both. I mean, two really good. I mean, imagine an outfield going forward of Byron Buxton, Alex Kirilov, and and Trevor Larnick, You know? Yeah. That's nice. Um, I would take Kirloff, too, for the record. And I, I don't know if he might be going to a first base, too, as well. So keep that in mind. Um, he might be a first baseman only in, in the long run. I don't know. Maybe they keep him out in the outfield. Um, as long as he <laughs> hits, that's all I'm worried about. It doesn't about. matter. Yeah, you're not him. Not for the defensive purposes. Um, I'm going over my notes here, and I, I use a like a, a Roto World type of website that you know has these headlines and so i came across one that was just interesting i wanted to share it says zach mckinstry sneezes without pain <laughs> he had a he has a strained right oblique that has nothing really to do with anything i just thought that was really funny it sounds like a spring training injury you know yeah. so mckinstry actually got off to a really blazing start yeah that was surprising yeah. a little bit to to see that, and, and he's getting time there with the Dodgers, like you know, of, yeah. of all teams, for someone you know, like a 26-year-old like that to to break through and, and have a great start, like the Dodgers is like one of the it's one of the most difficult teams to actually kind of break through as a young guy and get some playing time. But give him credit, I mean, he did it, and he's he made the most of his opportunities so far. But yeah, the injury could really kind of uh set him back. I might have the numbers off here a little bit, but it's something like the Dodgers started 13 and two. And then after that, they went five and 15. Yeah. It's been rough. They lost three or four to my brewers, you know, just, yeah. Just two or three to the, to the crosstown angels over here. We have that. We call that the freeway series. Yeah, the, the Albert Pujols less angels. Yeah. You know, they, all they of a sudden, they, they I know that he's not a prospect anymore, but man, that was something seeing <laughs> that hell go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to piss people off, I think. <laughs> but um, uh, Matthew Allen, Tommy John surgeon, mm. RIP to, to uh, 2021 and probably most of 2022. Really disappointing. He was rising up my rankings. I was probably going to put him top 45, top 50. I think this kid was was destined for greatness. Of course, you know, everybody has Tommy John, but man, it just really, that has to happen now. So, yeah. yeah just, I mean, it's almost kind of better now than, you know, maybe a year or so down the road. Like he comes up, makes his big league debut for like, and then is up for like four or five games and then has to have Tommy John. Um, so, I mean, there's never really a good time to, to have it. Um, and it's always tough to see everyone go through it, but yeah, I mean he'll it's it's just going to delay his his eventual uh, rise to the majors, but yeah the the stuff there is still going to be undeniable and, and if he comes back as you know not, even even if he's not 100 percent of what he once was he's still a very good pitcher and still will be a very good pitcher going forward. 
Yeah, and then with those Tommy John surgeries, I don't even think of them as like, man, what if he's never the same? I almost – that's the rarity now. It seems like these guys are coming back better than ever once they do get back fully. Of course, it just takes so long. So we probably yeah. won't see him in, in the majors until 2024 maybe, maybe 20. Yeah. It'll be a while. Tough blow. Let's get He's some still good just news. twenty years old. Yeah, no, yeah, plenty of time. I'm not. I mean, if I have him in dynasty leagues, I'm still, I'm keeping them for sure. It's not like a Forrest Whitley where I'm like, oh, uh, this is just another mm-hmm. in the line of endless things that are happening to him. It's like the first one. So, um, let's get some good news though, and that's Alec Manoa. Uh, he got a surprising assignment to Triple A, which I thought was very, very aggressive. And then he goes out and goes six scoreless innings and strikes out twelve without walking a batter. Are we going to see Manoa anytime soon in the majors? Maybe in the next couple of months? I mean, yeah, if they got him up at AAA, I mean, he's he's 23. Um, he's He's got really great stuff. I'm pretty high on Manoa. Um, he's got, you know, w- with his three-pitch mix, I mean, he, he's got the plus fastball and the really good slider. If he, you know, they, they, they could call him up you know, maybe midway through the season and they could just put him in the bullpen if they feel he's not ready for a rotation job and they could put him in the bullpen for the stretch run. Um, and for possibly even a, a postseason postseason run, I, I believe you had the blue Jays as your AL East winner when we predicted that on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it, you know, they, they could put him in, in a role like that, and then put him in the rotation next year. Um, so he's got incredible talent, big frame, six six two sixty. Um, really high on him. I, I think that I think it was a really good assignment putting him there at AAA, and I'm excited to see what he does in, in more starts. He's exactly the type of guy that, like you said, goes into the bullpen in August September and in the playoffs just like dominates, you know, and becomes one of those you know folklore heroes for those teams. I could just see like if they have a big run in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Like a David Price, Josh uh, yeah. Hader type of thing, where you, you thought they were going to be yeah. starter. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a. He's definitely a starter. Long. It could be like a Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns came yeah. up in 2018 yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Maybe bullpen, dominated that. that year in the in the stretch run and in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. hopefully Manoa can avoid the subsequent terrible following year in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just goes straight to dominance, but we'll see. Yeah, excited for him. Um, and then of course we have to keep you updated on the Jared Kelnick. Saga, still not, still not seeing him. Uh, we're probably going to see him later in May, is the most recent piece of information we got. He's, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on him here in a second with the uh, hot starts, but he is dominating AAA at the surprise of absolutely no one except perhaps the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't even think they were surprised by it. But what was well, interesting is, is I saw today. I think there, there was like one or two places that falsely reported that that he had gotten the call up um it was someone i think that was like trying to like spoof a mariners pr account they had like 80 followers so it's like hmm, this doesn't seem legit but i saw a whole bunch of other people were falling for it like oh it's kelnick time it's kelnick season and i, I think even john Heyman fell for it for a few seconds because i got the tweet notification about it and then when i tried to click on it or and all of a sudden it was it was shown that this tweet was deleted so it's like hmm i think uh John realizes he's been had. So there, there's probably going to be one or two more of those, uh, you know, false. Oh, yeah, he's been called up until until we actually get to see him. It's such a shame, man. The Mariners, like, they could make some noise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, at, at this point, like, it's, it's beyond, like, you have the extra year of control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at, at this point, there's no reason – holding him down any longer unless you're trying to avoid super two as well, but that's holding him down for what another month or two month and a half that, that you're holding them down. Like if you're going to do it soon, you might as well do it now. I mean, I also really see no reason to hold him down for another month and a half, two months just to avoid a fourth year of arbitration. Um, but Mariner's going to Mariner. I we got to fix that. I mean, baseball has to fix this. This is just oh, like yeah. ruining the sport. Uh, and pitchers hitting. That's the two things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adrian Hauser has gone deep twice. Uh, off the I mean, same guy. Velasco Anoa for the Braves is like yeah. our best hitter. He has the best yeah. OPS on the team. But still, I don't want to see him hit anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm fully for, for the DH. And look, pitchers hitting reached its peak 
when Bartolo Colon went yard. After that, there's no more reason for pitchers to hit. We have seen all that we need to see. Bartolo Colon has gone yard. That's it. That's the peak. It's never being this good again. And since Colon's not coming back to the majors, I don't believe, let's just end it. Yeah, I saw a funny commercial with Bartolo the other day. He's just like I beaming, love Bartolo, man. He's beaming he's, somebody. Yeah, he was great. one of the greatest things to ever happen to baseball in the last 25 years. Yeah. With that, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back and talk about all the prospects we can possibly handle. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. Alex Sanchez here along with David Gasper. Okay, now we finally have minor league games. There are so many guys that we could talk. We could literally talk about every single one of these. I have my my top 100 list up. I, I could go over every single one and like analyze this. But we're going to just go back and forth, me and you. You can talk about a hitter. You could talk about a pitcher. They can be off to a good start. They could be off to a bad start. And we're just going to go back and forth, and we'll see how many we can go. So, David, why don't you do the honors? Get us started. Who is the first guy that you want to talk about after seeing them for a week or so here? Well, I, I think the first guy that I want to talk about is the first guy we we need to talk about, and that is Wander Franco. Hmm. Uh, he's starting in AAA. I uh, love the assignment there. I'm putting him up in AAA for Tampa. Um, and that is a very stacked Durham Bulls roster down there in AAA, by the way. Him and Vidal Brujan. Oh, Ooh, yeah. man. So through 23 at-bats, Franco has seven hits, including a double, a triple, and two home runs. Uh, he's got 16 total bases, five RBIs. Um, he's got a, an OPS of 1080. So, um, but Wander Franco is doing Wander Franco things, essentially. It's a thing of beauty. He's one of those guys, you don't get him from everybody, but you, you see him on your Twitter feed and the highlights. And, uh, man, he's doing it. He, I think he has one from the left side, one from the right side. There are no doubt about it. Home runs. Uh, I wish he would be – I'm a little surprised he's not walking more, to be honest. Like, why would you pitch to this guy if you're a triple-A <laughs> pitcher right now? And yet, I, mean, I think he's just probably – because any strike he gets, he's swinging and he's so good that he just hits it. I think that's probably – that might be his little downfall, I guess. So he hits the ball so yeah. frequently. Well, maybe also these pitchers are trying to be like, you know what? If I can get Franco out, then <laughs> I, I'm ready for the big leagues, you know? Yeah, good luck with that strategy, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stay positive and pick on guys that are off to a really good start. And that's my boy, CJ Abrams mm. for double uh, A. Uh, he is off to a fantastic start, 320. He's walking a little bit more than Mr. Wander Franco, but that's not saying much. But he does have a home run. He has two stolen bases. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is, uh, you know, double A is an aggressive assignment. Let's not forget about that. Okay. This is a 20-year-old kid that they bumped up. And I know we talked about a 20-year-old kid in triple A with Wander. But most 20-year-olds are not in double A. And they're not performing well if they are, um, a la Bobby Witt. Uh, but <laughs> Abrams is just, he's just crushing the ball. I, I'm so excited for him. I almost honestly think that he might even make it up this year. That's crazy. But I Ooh. think he might make it up. That is, that is a bold statement right there. Yeah, he's striking out a bit too much, which is to be expected in double A. But when he is making contact, he is crushing the ball. So I'm ecstatic to see Abrams. But when they get going next year, it's going to, I mean, I, he's he might just start the year next year. And it'll be Tatis and Abrams up the middle because I don't know if Cronin, Ruth and Kim are the answer there at second. I don't, I don't think they're going to stop Abrams now. No. They're going to put Cronenworth all over. And then Kim is, I don't even know with Kim. I don't, I'm, I haven't been impressed with him, but that's going to be very exciting. So that's my first guy. All right. I'm going to also go positive and, and talk about another guy that we just talked about, Jared Kelnick. Um, and, as I was kind of just saying a few minutes ago, how, hey, there's really kind of no point in waiting uh, and calling up Jared Kelnick. Uh, he's continuing to prove that with his actual play. So in 20 plate appearances in AAA, uh, Kelnick has eight hits, including two homers. Uh, he's hitting 444 with a 1278 OPS. This dude is a grown man uh, playing amongst kids. And I mean, he, he's just 21 years old, but it's clear this dude's ready. 
Yep. Nothing else to say. We've touched on that. He's ready. Bring him <laughs> up, Seattle. Come on. I mean, you could have a really exciting team with him and then just call up Julio while you're at it, too. Let's go. Yeah, Kelnick um, and Kyle Lewis. Man. Yeah. Uh, talk about another guy dominating. This guy hit three home runs the other night. His name, Orlando Arcia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He did hit three home runs, though. He did. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, that's not I, I my think guy. He lost his prospect count. status, though. <laughs> he did a little. I just wanted to say that for you. That was fun. <laughs> I um, love it, man. Uh, I'm going to go with a pitcher. We need to give some pitcher loves. I don't know if you know this because I think you joined the staff after, but I actually started with the Orioles when I jumped on to Prospects 1500. Mm-hmm. And one of my first articles, which didn't age very well, not because of the person I was writing about, the person I compared him to, I said, is Grayson Rodriguez the next Forrest Whitley? Oh, so the Forrest Whitley part didn't age well, but I uh, immediately saw something very, very special in Grayson Rodriguez, um, Texas fireballer. I thought they had very, very, and this is when Whitley was still really, really dominant. Like you have to remember that. So I was very, very high on Grayson. So his debut went swimmingly. Um, he has actually, he's pitched twice he has seven innings. He struck out 12. He has walked four, only given up one run over that. But the strikeouts are what's really jumping out. And he's at high A. So, uh, you know, honestly, you could probably bump him up a little bit. But the Orioles, they're one of those organizations where they're actually ultra conservative when it comes to their assignments. If you look at the Orioles prospects, like they're all down a level where they probably should be. Uh, you know, I, you should probably have Rutschman in AAA, right? I mean, I mean, if you go so... Yeah. Go down the line. You have um, they actually did put DL Hall at Double uh, A. That was, but notoriously they are very very conservative. So Grayson should be dominating, but he is, and uh, those twelve strikeouts are really jumping out for me. So Grayson Rodriguez, he is a top of the rotation guy for me uh, in the future potentially. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, one guy who's getting off to a little bit of a rough start, and this was after an aggressive assignment. Uh, Jordan Groshans uh, threw uh, 22 at-bats. Uh, he's got four hits. Um, he, he really kind of hasn't been doing that great. Left a lot of runners on base, uh, hitting just a buck 82, 561 OPS. Uh, a little bit of a rough start for him, but, I mean, he's 21 years old at AA, a pretty aggressive assignment for him. Um, but I, I think overall he's going to end up being fine. He, he's a really talented bat, and it's just going to take a little bit of adjustment uh, being a 21-year-old at, at Double A. And you know, some of these guys are, are ready for it at 21, you know, and, or 2021, where where you got guys like Wander Franco and uh, Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez and C.J. Abrams, and those guys are you know able to adjust and, and be fine at you know Double A, Triple A, but some guys, it takes a little bit longer, and that, that's what it's looking like for Groshans, at least through the first week. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I still like Groshans a lot, but, um, yeah, aggressive assignment. I, I agree with you on that. Um, hey, David, I got a question for you. All right. You, know, you probably know the answer. We talked about him, touched on him for a second. Top 100 prospects. Who leads the minor leagues in home runs? Only Ooh. top 100 prospects. Only top 100 prospects. Only top 100 prospects? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Vidal Bruhan. It is. Four home runs for this guy. And I am uh, on the record many times saying I didn't see the hype with this guy. But I'm going to have to change my tune if he's going to start uh, having power like this. It is uh, four home runs, 22 at-bats, 455 average, uh, crushing the ball. He's walking as well. Six walks to three strikeouts. Uh, color me surprised for sure. I did not think that would be a guy that got off to that sort of power start. And let's not forget, it's not like he's in single A. This is triple A pitching here. He's with Wander. Like you said, that awesome raised lineup. So, uh, uh-oh, <laughs> he might be uh, something pretty special. I might have to, to go back on my um, analysis <laughs> in the past. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy I'm looking at. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, one of your guys over there in San Diego and uh, Robert Hassel the third. He's starting in a ball at 19 years old and he's doing pretty well. 10 for 24. Uh, start things off. Pair of home runs. Uh, he's got a decent amount of walks there. He's got, uh, what is this? Eight walks. I think if I'm reading this. Eight walks. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. 
Um, so he's doing well, hitting 292, 11-17 OPS. Cannot complain uh, there for 19-year-old starting an A-ball. No, absolutely not. And he got off to a really rough start. I think he was 0 for his first his debut, and I think he was like had one hit in his second game. So he's turned it on of late for sure. That's a, a great pick. You love the walks too for a young kid walking. Oh yeah, he's still striking out too when he's not. He's either he's walking, striking out, or, or crushing the ball. So I guess that's what the major league baseball has become. So he's going to fit right in. Yeah, I, I um, think he was the best pure high school hitter in in the draft last year. Yeah, he's a, he's it was if you liked Veen. For power, or if you're like the pure hitter in Hassel, then you you pick your poison. So the, the Padres picked the, the pure hitter for sure. I agree with that. Um, moving on, a guy that I don't think we've ever talked about. I'd never really, I you know, if we were making a top 100 list, I would probably wouldn't even have him on there. But uh, I might have to change my tone again. It's guys that are proving me, not proving me wrong, just a guy I never really thought about. It's Francisco Alvarez, a catcher for... Mm. The Mets. He is hitting 529 to start out, and you know, catching prospects always, you know, they have to do so much. They're learning so many different things, especially at those lower levels. That to see something like that is really eye popping for me. He, does, he only has a home run as well as a, I mean, it's not like he's hitting four home runs like Bruhan or anything, but still, what a start for that young catcher in in the Mets. I mean, after Rutschman. There is a big drop off. I mean, you can have a Joey Bart conversation, Capizano, but you know, honestly, if Alvarez is going to hit like this, um, he might be jumping up those catcher rankings and um, to second to to Rutschman pretty soon here. Yeah. Do you know who is um, who has the most walks of any top 100 hitter so far this season? Maybe Alvarez. <laughs> it is Francisco yeah, Alvarez, yeah. just above Robert Hassell. Yeah. So, yeah, and, yeah, and you love to see that patience at the plate too for for such a young hitter. So, yeah, honestly, uh, that that patience at the lower levels, is, you want to do so well. You know, you're facing pitchers that you can crush. You know, if you're one of those elite prospects. So to walk in the lower levels is such a huge sign it's such a good sign for hitters so that's how I, I i monitor these guys at the lower levels if they're walking yeah good call all right so my next guy uh, i think you knew uh that that this pick is coming uh, i'm going to talk about garrett mitchell for a little <laughs> bit um so garrett mitchell uh he he missed the last this uh last weekend here with um uh he's strained his uh popliteus muscle or whatever in the back of his knee so he's missed he missed the weekend um, he should be back later this week. Um, but in his first few games, uh, he had seven at-bats, um, drew two walks, went three for five, uh, had two stolen bases. Um, so he's hitting, I know it's a small sample size, but he's hitting 600 uh, with a 13-14 OPS. Um, he's just he's just been a menace out there. He, he's uh, you know beating out singles and stealing bases. And I'm, I'm telling you what, man, that lineup – uh, in high a Wisconsin it is stacked it's got Mitchell it has Hayden Cantrell fifth rounder last year it's got David Hamilton who's a really good hitter really fast Carlos Rodriguez really good hitter he's hitting in the seventh spot like that's that's how good that lineup is down there man it's it's crazy uh yeah I could have guessed that was coming but that's a guy <laughs> that you know when you have such a good spring like he did eh, and he, and you get off to a bad start you kind of like delete all that that good stuff in the spring. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, let's, well, let's come back down to earth. But yeah, but when he yeah, gets then he, co- yeah, start then he comes up and just starts hitting. Yeah, that you love to see it. You love to see it. So uh, hopefully he's all right. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, what he'll be fine. And and there's no long term concerns there um, from from what I've heard. So he'll be fine. Just just yeah. rest a little bit. I mean, it sounded like a fictional muscle. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's, it sounds up. like something that's like very small. It just got, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm going to go back to the pitching side of things. Um, a guy that I, I think it's, you know, we don't talk about a lot on this podcast either. We haven't had a Reds correspondent, but it's Nick Lodolo. He had a five-inning performance, 10 strikeouts, only gave up two hits, no walks. That's what you want to see, right? The no walks and the high strikeout totals uh, at the competitive levels. And he's at double A. Let's not forget, he's 23 years old. It's not like the Reds have a bunch of other high-end pitching prospects, um, besides maybe Hunter Green is the only other one. 
but uh, he might be coming up pretty quickly if he keeps doing this. So Nick uh, Lodolo, left-hander, by the way, a guy that you don't you don't hear a lot about, even though he was a pretty high draft pick just a, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, you know that, that pitching development is is going to be key over there for for Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to look at a different Reds pitcher, and that's Hunter Green. There you go. Uh, and his start went five innings, allowed one run, had eight strikeouts, uh, so 1.80 ERA. He had a pretty good start there. He's he's coming back, and you know he's showing off his his um, lights out stuff, his electric stuff. All right, I'm going to a guy that is off to probably the best start in the minor leagues. And I'm not, I don't know if I know exactly how to pronounce this guy's name. Um, it is 22 year old Trevor Halver, Halver, H-A-U-V-E-R. Halver, maybe? Halver, yeah. He was drafted in uh, 2020, last year. Uh, he has six home runs and he's batting 556. Of course, he is a New York Yankee. Uh, they li- have him listed as a second baseman. He's a guy that, you know, I know because of Bowman, the beauty of Bowman cards is you'll say, hey, you know, I got a card. It's his first Bowman on it, and it's a Yankee. I'm excited. Um, and wow, what a start for this guy. Um, something to keep in mind. He was the 99th overall pick last year. It's not like he's this no-name guy. He just doesn't get didn't get a lot of love. You're not going to see him on top 100 prospects, but man, what a start. That's a monster start for this kid. Yeah, absolutely, and and you love to see it. Uh, all right, my next pick, I'm going to do this because I know it'll make Scott happy. Got to make the boss man happy. Jaron Duran, let's talk him for a little bit. He's in AAA um, in, in 23 at-bats there. Um, he's been he's been doing all right. He's, he's hitting 261. Um, 738 OPS isn't, you know, super eye-popping, but... Um, he, he certainly had a strong spring. He's, he's had a lot of helium. Um, so he's been getting some hits here. It hasn't been, you know, the, the power hasn't really uh, shown up big time yet. He's got one home run. But, um, yeah, he's he's certainly been a, a, a rising player over the last few months. Beautiful. We are talking about loads of players. I love it. So <laughs> hopefully, you know, I didn't want to spend too much time on one particular player. Um so getting all of these guys mentioned is just great because, you know, something catches your eye. Something's going to be different than what catches my eye. So um, great stuff. Let's keep it going. Let's see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going for a little bit and then uh, we'll wrap it up. But uh, I want to go over a Minnesota Twins uh, outfielder. His name's Matt Walner. Uh, he was a, a guy that got drafted in 2019 and... I always kind of liked him. I thought, you know, he has a cool, another Bowman guy that I was like, okay, I got this guy. Let me see a little bit about him. But he's off to a great start um, for the Minnesota Twins. He has two home runs. He's hitting, let me get his average up here. What is it? It is 381 to start. Um, he isn't walking as much as I would have wanted to, and he's striking out a bit. But he's a guy that uh, I think goes a little bit under the radar when you talk about Larnick and Karloff. But he's a guy that might make his way up to that outfield as well, especially if Kirilov is forced to go to first base or something like that. So a name to keep in mind, I'm going a little bit deeper now because it's fun to see some of these guys at the lower levels start off, but Matt Waldner outfielder for the uh, Minnesota twins. Love it. Absolutely love it, man. All right. I'm going to go to another interesting player that it's having a pretty strong start to the year, but maybe suffering from, uh, a little bit of prospect fatigue and, and hasn't really, you know, lived up to his draft status. And that's Tristan Lutz, uh, outfielder for the Brewers. And he was drafted in like 34th overall, I believe, in 2017 out of high school. And he's had, you know, some some power, but his, his hit tool has kind of lagged behind, has, has been dealing with a bunch of strikeouts, has a lot of pole side power hitters, traditional power hitters do. Um, but he's been he's been having a pretty strong start. Seven for 23 to begin the year. Got a home run. Got a double. Um, 11 total bases. Uh, three walks to to four strikeouts. So he's he's been keeping that pretty well in check. Hitting 304, 886 OPS. Um, he he's in Double A this year with with Biloxi and you know that, that Biloxi team it doesn't have much. It, it's got Bryce Terang. It's got Ethan Small as the headliners. 
you know, outside of that, there's there's not really that much that that's there. Um, Lutz is probably the third best prospect in that group, and you know he hasn't really been able to live up to it so far. But he's been um, improving um, from everything we've heard over the last year or so. So, you know, if he can put that into game action, put that into game numbers, you know, perhaps he can finally live up to the to the high draft status. And Lutz is a perfect example of that what you mentioned, post-hype sleeper. I think that's something that goes a long way in these minor leagues. We always want these hotshot draftees to just get off to this incredible start and realize that baseball is hard and struggles will happen. And that's something to take advantage of. We go back to our Dynasty League talk for a second. Getting those guys uh, after everybody's kind of forgotten them. Another guy is uh, Jesus Sanchez that kind of fits that mold, right? He's a guy that got off to... um, Good start, had some struggles, and now is, is killing it again. And if you can get those guys before they truly break out, you can get Lutz and, and Sanchez at, at high, steep dis, uh, discounts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get a little bit on the negative side here. We, we were kind of mentioning guys that are off to some hot starts. I want to mention some guys that are not off to the, the greatest starts in the world and um, – you know, I don't even want to, I don't, I, I want to, you know, I should mention Rutschman, I should mention Witt, I should mention um, Luciano, but uh, to be honest, I l- couldn't care less about those guys and their starts. I think they're absolutely fine. Um, I, I'm much more interested in guys a little bit lower down, like Nolan Jones. He's a guy that I was really excited about, I thought was ready. Like, he's a 23-year-old in AAA, he walks a ton, and I thought he would be just ready to go, you know, and it hasn't quite been the start. He's, uh, what is he? One, four, two, four, 20 to start out the year with no home runs, struck out 11 times to walking twice. So I'm a little concerned of Nolan Jones just because he's a guy that, you know, 23, if he struggles this year and and it it prolongs for this year, all of a sudden, like we're talking about falling off uh, at 24, 25, we can't figure it out then, you know, it's getting late. So a guy that I'm kind of a little concerned about on my end. Yeah, and um, one guy who I'm I'm not entirely can like concerned about because um, he's fresh as a first round pick of the Reds last year, Austin Hendrick, uh, high school outfielder. You know, he's starting off an A ball. He's one for eleven uh, to start off, or, or one for fourteen. Um, he's, you know, had a little bit of a rough go of it with the, uh, adjustment fifth striking out 50% of the time. Um, again, I mean, small sample size, I'm pretty sure that'll, that'll even out over the course of time, but, uh, a rough start for Austin Hendrick. Yeah. I mean, we could say small sample size. We don't have to say that anymore. I don't think I, it's like, <laughs> obviously these are probably meaningless in the long run, but it doesn't, we haven't had anything for two years. So give us a break, you know, um, <laughs> Another guy that I have in my top 40 that I might be a little bit too quick to the tw- trigger is uh, Hunter Bishop, outfielder for the Giants. He is off to a, a very poor start, hitting 167, no home runs, not striking out a ton, but just not doing much. Another thing where, like, you're 22 and you're in high A, you're an advanced college hitter, like, let's go. It should be happening really quickly. Uh, you know, if you're that talented, like, Kelnick, you know, he he's clearly ready for that level and he, he shows it right away. So I, I'm just curious why <laughs> it's not happening for my guy, Hunter Bishop. I know he got hurt, so I'm hoping that's had something to do with it. Maybe gives him a slow start uh, and hoping he turns around soon. Uh, he's a guy I'm, I'm still extremely high on. I would go out and, and try to buy wherever I could. But what the heck, man? You're 22. Let's go. Get going. <laughs> yeah, you know? Come on, man. You should be a full you should be a full adult by now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, one one guy that I'm also gonna point out here, uh, Tristan Cassius uh, with the with the Red Sox. He hasn't really gone gone off to a great start. Three for 18, uh, nil home runs, um, eight strikeouts, uh, hitting a buck 67, 417 OPS. Not really a hot start for him. And he's and he's you know another one of those uh, traditional power bats. Um, so you're you're gonna have probably lower batting average and. Um, and, you know, he's probably not going to be hitting 300 and he's probably going to be striking out a bunch. But, you know, you, you don't really like to see it at a, at double A for Cassius. 
Yeah, that's an aggressive assignment, too. I mean, he's probably ready for that, but it is not super surprising that he gets kind of put in his place there until he figures it out. That's, yeah. a, that's a tough assignment for him. Um, if we were going over pitchers and you would have said, hey, who had a 10 strikeout performance? One of the first guys I would have guessed would have been Quinn Priester, pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he's starting out at high A, had some glowing reports in the alternate site last year, I would have assumed that he would be uh, dominating to start. He did not have a great start his first time out. He gave up uh, three earned runs, six runs total over three innings, struck out three. And um, I, I just, one of those guys were like, I clicked on him and I assumed he would have had a dominant opening start. So a little disappointing to see that, but still huge, huge ceiling for Mr. Quinn Priester in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Priester, I mean, the Pirates and pitching development, they, they've just kind of struggled getting the most out of their pitchers. So you really kind of never know with them. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but one guy that, that I certainly um, have liked, did you talk about Logan Gilbert earlier? No. No? Okay. I'll talk about Logan Gilbert then. And uh, in, in his first start there at a, in AAA, five innings, uh, scattering four hits, one run, five strikeouts. Um, so pretty good start um, in, in his first one there in AAA. I mean, he's 24, um, so he's he's right at a, at a good spot. And you know, I think he'll he'll end up being uh, he'll end up pushing himself for a call up at some point this year as well. Well, we'd hope so. We never know with this. Yeah, you never know with Seattle. <laughs> you gotta they'll gotta. Rest him because of his hammy. I don't know. Who knows? Needs more play. seasoning. Yeah, whatever. He needs to face more left-handed hitters. Uh, I'm staying with the Pirates and a guy that was drafted last year, Nick Gonzalez. Off to a very good start. 389, hit a home run. He's in high A. He is 21, so it's not like this is a uh, ultra-aggressive assignment. But still, to see him make his major uh, his minor league debut – that swimmingly is is certainly nice to see, especially when you compare him to his counterpart, Austin Martin, who is in double A for sure, but didn't quite get off to as good of a start. Um, granted, a much more difficult assignment, but nice to see Nick Gonzalez, who has very, very uh, well, a well-rounded skill set. Excited to see him mature and see what he develops into as a player. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... Uh, stick here with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I'm going to ask you, what's going on with your boy Hudson Head, man? Four <laughs> for 20 in his first five games there in A-ball, eight strikeouts, uh, hitting, hitting just 200. What, what's going on with your boy, man? Yeah, I'm sad to see that. I've been checking him every day. Uh, I can only blame the Pirates. I'm assuming he'd be hitting 400 if he was still in San Diego. <laughs> um, of course. And I can also assume that he is so angry at being traded and leaving my – Beautiful. I was the only one writing about him, you know. Right. He got so much attention here, and um, then he then he had to he forced out of San Diego. So he's probably still upset about that. I still believe in him, though. I still think oh, he's yeah. good. I, yeah, you know you're, you're not going to give up on him after 20. Advance. No, of course not. I I do think I'm a I the hit tool might not be what I thought it was. I think the power and speed and all of that is still going to be there, but I don't know if he's going to hit 300. I think he might be like a 250, 260 hitter now. Oh. Just maybe I'm. After I, 20 at-bats, you're ready to drop him down. It, it wasn't that. It was, uh, you know, some stuff I was reading in the offseason about what he was doing in the alternate side. Apparently, he just kind of got overmatched with some premium velocity. And, and so I'm just worried that that long swing that would stay in the zone for so long becomes just, you know. He has to cheat a little bit. And if he starts yeah. to cheat on pitches, I don't know if he's going to be a 300 hitter. Three, oh, he's, he's still just 20 years old, man. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I everything else is good to go. I mean, if anything, he's actually gained more power now. He looks bigger than I ever thought he would at this age. So he might be doing that. He might be going that trajectory, like adding more power at this. The, I thought he was going to be like a 20, 30 guy. And he might be a, you know, a 30, 20 guy with a little less average now. So that's still awesome. <laughs> still for a guy mm-hmm. that, you know, not many people don't have at their top 100. So um, let's see here. I wanted to talk about a guy from the Dodgers, Michael Bush. 
off to a, a decent start in terms of the average. He he came out of the gate hot and then has been struggling these last couple of days. But he's a guy that's in double A, 23 years old, had some really good reports at the alternate site. We got some good reports when we had our Dodger correspondent on here with him as well, Nate. So Michael Bush is somebody that I'm watching really, really closely. And, you know, I'm on my MLB pipeline. They have him at 91. He's a guy that I could see really rising up if he just continues to hit for some power here at double A. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well, if Zach McKinstry can get called up and uh, why can't this guy pretty soon, Uh, especially the Dodgers are looking for some answers or like a Turner gets hurt or something like that. So excited to see him moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. One guy that uh, I'm a little bit uh, disappointed in to not, not to keep on with the, with some negativity, but uh, one guy that's getting off to a little bit of a rough start that, that I kind of liked before, Braden Shoemake, uh, shortstop uh, prospect there for the Braves. Uh, starting in Double A, he's he's two for seventeen uh, to start off. He hasn't he hasn't really been off to a, a hot start down there, and you know he might be more of a, a glove first um, guy, you know, trying to stick at shortstop. But I mean, he's supposed to have a, a pretty solid hit tool, so. You know, it hasn't shown up in, in these games. It showed up previously in, in 2019 uh, when he hit 300 uh, across A ball and double A. And now he's back at double A and at least through 17 at bats, it's been a rough start. Yeah, she makes a guy that's going to just kind of do everything average to above average without a standout tool. And it was an aggressive assignment when they called him up to double A at 2019 so yeah to see him struggle a little bit but it's not really he's not really repeating it it's still such a big jump for that for a guy mm-hmm. you know so um but yeah w- worth mentioning um i think I'm gonna, we'll do one more each how does that sound all right sounds good all right um i'm gonna go with uh a nationals pitcher and that's Cade cavalli he had a, a great start five innings two hits given up no runs and seven strikeouts uh, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be one of the top Washington Nationals prospects just by default. But somebody that when we talk about some of the big arms in that 2020 draft, sometimes he doesn't always get talked about. So he is a he's a very, very high ceiling type of guy, throws very, very hard. And with a start like that and he continues going with that, um, you're going to get some high ranking uh, publicity for for that uh, for the right hander. Yeah. Um, when it comes to my final pick here, um, shockingly, I am going to go uh, with with a Brewers player. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be looking at David Hamilton, man. Um, he is a guy that you know, was a really good player at Texas, injured his Achilles um, prior to his junior year, uh, ended up falling to the eighth round, um, and, and the Brewers snatched him up and you know, he's finally getting his, his first games of, of professional ball um, this year, at least of minor league ball. He was in the ind- like in an independent league last year um, since there was no minors. And he just he had a great season there. And, you know, so far uh, with uh, he, he's a he's up in Wisconsin as well. And he's got four hits in a couple games. He's got three stolen bases already, man. Th- this kid's fast. He's, he's also got a triple in there. Um, he's, he's kind of hitting in the, in the middle of that order with Mitchell and Cantrell and, uh, they got, you know, Thomas Dillard and Nick Kale there. So, um, I'm really excited for him with, with his speed and, and on base ability. Um, he's already drawn a pair of walks, uh, two walks to one strikeouts, uh, like to keep that ratio going forward. Um, but yeah, he's a really exciting young hitter and I, I'm really excited to see what he can do over a full season. Yeah, absolutely. Now I just want to, again, before we get all the hate mail, these are all obviously very small sample sizes. And uh, as ridiculous as it may be to make your adjustments, I mean, that's kind of what you got to do is when they when they show you something, a new skill or a lack of a skill that they used to have and it's changed, you got to make the adjustment somehow. But of course, these are crazy small sample sizes. We can't forget about that. So don't worry about it. If you really believed in a guy, you, the first two, uh, the first week and a half shouldn't change your mind. Um so, but it's it's so nice to have minor league stats. It gives me something else to look at. You know, we've had baseball 
it didn't really go away too much. I mean, of course, half the season was was gone, but we got it a little bit last year. And, you know, you look up your scores, you look up your team, you look up your fantasy team, whatever. But one of the things I really missed was checking in on these minor league prospects. I usually check in about once a week and just see how their week went, how they've been doing. You know, MLB has their last 10 games played and I see, oh, have they been hitting? Have they not been hitting? And sometimes you see some crazy things and, you know, four home runs in a week or whatever. So that's so nice to have back. I just wanted to to sh- mention that and, and share our gratitude for minor league baseball. And let's never take it for granted again. Amen, brother. One last thing is uh, after listening to last week's Bowman 2021 release, you got so excited that you're going to be participating in is it your first break ever tonight yep first break ever first you you guys are are getting me involved in all this first it's it's the first dynasty league and now it's uh, the card breaks and yeah so you guys are just just rubbing off on me yeah if you listened last week um one of the things that i'm 100 percent sure is a thing is that your beginner's luck is unparalleled you will hit something (laughs) major whether it be tonight or if you continue to do it in the next couple, like the one or two breaks after this, you'll hit something incredibly major and it might happen tonight. You might pull that head. If I land a headbert auto, I am yeah. going to go nuts. Yeah. Uh, and it, it will happen. It's just, that, that's what happens in this thing. You, you know, nothing about what to look for or what the parallels mean or what the numbered things mean, what a, the difference is between a speckle and a sparkle there are differences uh, <laughs> so uh, that you'll just hit something major and you'll be like, oh, my God. And then you'll be hooked. That's how we have so many people hooked. That's what that's what happens. So yeah. congratulations on your Hedbert Perez. Uh, I'm going to say you get the gold, a gold, a gold Hedbert Perez auto. That's oh, man. 50, I love it. That's probably going for about fifteen hundred right now, maybe even more than that. So welcome, welcome. We'll uh, we'll have to see what your experience was when we are on the podcast next week. Hopefully, we have some Jared Kelnick news as well, and then of course our Milwaukee Brewers and Atlanta Braves bet. We have so much to look forward to next week. So uh, I'm excited, but uh, that's going to do it for us here. David, you working on anything for the site? Um, trying to trying to look at some stuff. I'm I'm going to wait and see uh, a little bit more about you know the the stats that the players put up for a you know really kind of digging it too much and, and really kind of see what's going so i'll have something cooking but i don't have anything at the moment yeah i submitted uh mckenzie gore the curious case of mckenzie gore which should be mm. published in the next couple of days um taking a look at his timeline it was really fascinating to see where what he's been doing for the last two years you know it's been a roller coaster yeah. ride so um You'll have to read and get my hypothesis on what I think is going on with him. I know we talked a little bit about that on air a few weeks ago, but that's mine. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at dgasper24. I'm at Alex underscore W uh, underscore Sanchez. Follow us on Twitter. Follow the site as well, prospects1500.com. This is the Futures Focus podcast. We really appreciate you taking some time to listen to uh, us ramble on about some minor leaguers, and hopefully we continue to do so here into the future. Thank goodness minor league baseball is back. David, have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening, and take care, everybody.